Do you guys remember Cameron? I had him on the show last week. Hey, man, what's up? How are you? Good, what's going on? Hey, uh, I just want to call and say thanks for coming on the podcast last week. It it was uh, I thought it was a really good episode, and I got some good feedback from it, so I appreciate it. Yeah, you know I love telling stories. Yeah, I know, man. And so, actually, that's kind of also why I'm calling you. Um, I kind of have an idea right now. So, do you know about my podcast, sort of? Yeah, yeah, travel and stuff. Yeah, but it's it's a little more than that, so... We're trying to highlight the like different destinations and um, kind of tell the stories using audio from that actual destination. You know what I mean? And yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, so part of it's really dependent on travel. And since we can't travel right now, I had an idea that I wanted to run by you. Um, since you're so with my mouth. no, no, no. That's no. A, I mean, that'd be fun though. But no. Um, well, I was wondering if you would be. Uh, willing to come on the podcast for the next few weeks because you and I have taken some really cool trips and you love telling stories. Oh, yeah. Just do it all over again for all of our other trips. Yeah. Would you be down for it? Yeah, man. No problem. Let's do it. Okay, cool. Awesome. Um, let's. Uh, do you remember the time we went to Pigeon Forge in Gatlinburg? Oh, Pigeon Forge. The Smokies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you good to start with that one? Yeah, for sure. Okay, cool. Um, I'll text you how to set up the interview, and then uh, we'll go from there. All right, sounds like a plan. Cool. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, buddy. All right, peace. All right, peace, TVG. This is Destinations Beyond Expectations, and this is a trip throwback with Stevie and Cameron. In the world of travel, things are constantly changing. There's always something to learn about the places we go. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Destinations Beyond Expectations, a podcast designed for students of travel. Hey guys, this is Stevie G, host of the DBE podcast, which is now on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, pretty much anywhere you can find podcasts. And if you like the show, make sure you hit subscribe on whatever platform you listen to and tell a friend. Cameron and I have been friends for over a decade. We've taken some really cool trips both in the United States and to a couple different countries as well. You're going to get to know Cameron a little better over the next few weeks as he'll be joining me to highlight six trips we've taken within the last couple years. Last week, we knocked out trip number one, Iowa. And this week, we'll be talking about the time when we visited Gatlinburg and Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. We had another friend, Stephen, join us on this trip So I brought him in on this podcast as well. I hope you enjoy this week's episode as I break down these two towns in the Smokies with Cameron and Steven. Destinations Beyond Expectations is brought to you by Kaleidoscope Adventures. If you're listening to this podcast, you're a student of travel. But did you know that Kaleidoscope Adventures are experts when it comes to student travel? Whether it's a band, choir, orchestra, STEM group, senior class, or club, Kaleidoscope Adventures can set up a wonderful student group trip. If you're a teacher, now is actually the perfect time to start planning a trip. Visit Kaleidoscope Adventures at mykatrip.com and check out their easy-to-navigate website, or give them a call at 800-774-7337 
to start planning your next trip. Cameron, welcome back. Steven, welcome. Glad to be here. Glad to be here. All right, so we took a trip to the Smokies. Uh, This was back in June of last year, 2019, and I wanted to bring you guys on to kind of go through it with me. So flashback to Saturday, June 1st. Cameron, you and I actually had a long lake day with some friends, hanging out, stayed up all day, got a lot of sun, didn't get much sleep that night, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, pretty tired pretty tired and we had a 5 a.m flight all three of us did to the airport do you remember that oh yeah yeah super early flight really early in the morning out of mco and uh pretty sunbaked and really exhausted so i got some uh some z's on the chairs at the airport steven you showed up and you were probably like these guys look like zombies yeah it was uh you guys look like you had a pretty rough day, but I was ready to go. You know, I was ready to get on that trip. You were the driving energy <laughs> of that day. So we got to the airport for our 5 a.m. flight, and we flew to Philly. And from Philly, we had to walk all the way from gate A to gate E in like 25 minutes uh, to catch our flight to the Smokies. Actually, we went to Knoxville, right? Yeah, Knoxville, and then drove from Knoxville there to Smoky Mountains, which consists of uh, the Pigeon Forge, Gatlinburg area, and Tennessee. So we got to the Smoky area, we landed and we drove, and we checked in at the Country Cascades Water Park Resort. Mm -hmm. Uh, From there, we made our first stop at Pigeon Forge Snow, which is America's first indoor snow park. Yeah, it was definitely more, you know, I thought it'd be a lot more ice, but it was actually snow. Like, you could roll up into a snowball and throw it if you wanted to. But the actual tubing down the uh, the hill, that was a pretty neat experience. Yeah, that was the thing. We all grabbed, you walk into this, like, space, and the main attraction is you grab a tube, and you go with it up to the top, and you're in a group of, like, eight individual slides that go down, and they say, ready, set, go, and then you tube down. And it's really cool. You get, like, a picture and everything. Pretty neat. So after that, we were all hungry. You and I were sunburnt, tired. Uh, So the next stop, which was was great for us because we needed some food and we needed some fuel. So we went to the Hatfield and McCoy dinner feud. Do you guys remember that? Oh, yeah. Um, Probably that was one of the highlights for me. I just really liked the entertainment and dining experience that we had there. So just the show itself was like really entertaining and just... I don't know, the whole crowd and atmosphere was just, like, really alive for it, so. Yeah, and for anyone that doesn't know, Hatfield and McCoy, they were two different families, like, real families that existed. And this show kind of, uh... It portrays the dynamic between the two families in a family-friendly setting, when actually these people were very murderous, killed generations of each other just because they had different last names. Uh, They portray that in more of a fun, family-friendly way. And the show itself is pretty diverse, and... All the uh, different acts they have between, you know, people diving, dancing, singing, musicians. They bring out animals for a bit. And then the food, too, was some some down-home southern cooking. Oh, I needed that food, bro. Oh, yeah, so filling. I had, like, five pieces of fried chicken. That was the best part, too, is if anything ran out, they just bring you more. Yeah. And then you guys actually got pulled on stage. Oh, we sure did. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Forgot about that. How did that that happen? 
Uh, great How question. Did that I think we were kind of just like volunteered to go up there. So after that, we made our way to the Country Tonight Theater. Um, let me kind of explain it really quick. So the Country Tonight Theater is a theater in Pigeon Forge where you go and there's a group of performers that go through different uh, country songs, kind of the history of country and how it goes, and they perform their way through it. And it's a lot of singers and a band as well. And it's a uh, two-part show, so there's an intermission in the middle. And the show also features some young performers. Um, I don't remember their names, but they were really talented. Yeah, and also, too, to talk about it, that the theater they had was a lot bigger than I was expecting. It, it was a pretty good-sized auditorium. And outside, they also had a snack bar with different snacks and drinks, which I wasn't expecting. Kind of like movie theater style. You don't expect that, really, when you go to a, a, a show for a concert and whatnot. Uh, for somebody that really likes country music, though, and the history of country music, it might be a really good stop for them at Pigeon Forge, I would say. So after that, we were pretty tired, uh, went to bed. Next morning, we woke up, had an early breakfast at 7 a.m., um, and then we made our way to the Titanic Museum. And the, the Titanic Museum was really cool because, from my perspective, like they told the stories of a lot of these people who were on the ship, whereas, you know, a lot of times we hear the story about the ship, but we don't hear the individual stories about some of the folks that were on the ship. And I thought that was really cool. Yeah, one of the things that makes the exhibit really unique is that when you walk in, they give you a card, and that card um, has a person's name on it. As you go through the museum, it, it tells you details about that person. And at the end, you can find out whether they actually survived or not. Uh, if you were one of the crew members, you most likely didn't survive. And it's a lot of things you don't realize, like, for example, how cold the water actually was. They have water chilled to that temperature that you can hold your hand in to experience that. Um, it, it's it's pretty... Uh, pretty uh... Interactive. Ah, very interactive exhibit, yes. Thank you. I would say that if you're going to come to Pigeon Forge and, and you're a fan of the Titanic, maybe watch it again on your way, if you can, in the car or on the plane or whatever, and then go to the museum. It'll give you a different perspective. So... After the Titanic Museum, we went over to Wonderworks, which is a cool interactive sort of museum that's based around like science and fun and games. Yeah, so Wonderworks is a, a chain, obviously, but the one in the Smoky Mountains was one of my favorites that I've been to. Um, this one had a full gyroscope you could go in and do circles, and it's like, uh, I guess it was kind of a swing where you and a buddy would rock back and forth until eventually you were flipping upside down. I'd never seen something like that before. And um, that one was really clean. Everything was picked up. Everything looked wiped down, really sanitary. And they fixed a lot of their machines. Um, so all their programs were working well. And it had had a lot of new, newer technology that I hadn't seen from the one in Orlando. I really actually like that one. It works a lot. And they had the, uh, the space at the end for children to go around up top doing little zip line, little climbing exhibits and whatnot. They had laser tag. Oh, they did have laser tag. Yeah, that's nice. It's For me, I think it's cool for kids. It's a really cool place if you have kids and you're going to Pigeon Forge. Um, I would say definitely stop by Wonderworks. So our next stop uh, was the island, which is kind of like if you guys are familiar with Disney Springs or City Walk in Orlando, Universal City Walk. Um, it's kind of like that, but much smaller. So there's places you can shop, eat. Uh, they have a big Ferris wheel and a couple other attractions, too. And our first stop there was lunch at the Timberwood Grill. After lunch, we did some exploring around the island. Um, we did the wheel. What did you guys think of the wheel? 
um, I thought it was a really cool experience. I'm not a big fan of like heights or Ferris wheels, but just to be able to see that view from the top was a really cool experience. Yeah, so, and it was uh, closed in and air conditioned too, unlike your typical carnival Ferris wheel. So that was a nice touch. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. You got to see some cool views of the surrounding area and stuff. And um, they had some other attractions that we didn't get to hit. And then we did a moonshine tasting at Old Smoky Moonshine. Did you like your shine? Uh, yeah, I did. Uh, probably my favorite was, I want to say the caramel one was really good. There's also a blue, I don't know if it was cotton candy or raspberry or something, but that one was really good as well. Yeah, I did like the caramel one. I would say it's caramel. I would say the caramel one was also my favorite. So mm. we have Steve and I like caramel. You I'm like the, the caramel one, yeah. I didn't see that one. Was that in there? I don't think there was a caramel <laughs> I'm pretty sure there was. No, there was, there was a caramel one in oh, there. Oh, really? Yeah, there was a caramel one oh, for sure. I remember the blue raspberry. I remember the apple pie. And then the white lightning. So that was pretty cool. That was good. Uh, the <laughs> next stop we had on our way out of the island was... Alcatraz East, which is a really, really cool crime museum for anyone that, like, I love true crime. I listen to podcasts, documentary, watch documentaries, things like that. Really into it. Um, for anyone that likes crime or is kind of intrigued by it, you have to stop here if you're going to go to Pigeon Forge. Um, it kind of talks about criminals and their histories and forensics. There's a bunch of different levels to this uh, museum. And it took more time to go through than i thought but it was all good time spent yeah i think a lot of people nowadays have a an interest in serial killers trying to figure out how their mind works and whatnot um this one definitely highlighted a lot of specific artifacts um from those cases that was neat to see yep i loved it so our next stop uh was the top jump trampoline in extreme arena where we did a little bouncing around the trampolines and they had a cool obstacle course um kind of like I don't know if you guys have seen any trampoline parks like near your house or anything like that or if you've been to one, but it was really cool. Yeah, it absolutely was. It was a good one. Uh, trampolines covered the walls and on the floors. But the part that made this unique that I hadn't seen in other places was they had like an uh, American Ninja Warrior obstacle course kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was cool because you could time yourself and go through this obstacle course and uh, finish it and feel like a warrior. And on top of that, it had a massive arcade and a giant candy store attached to it too. Oh, yeah, the candy store. I forgot about that. Yeah, huge candy store. So, that I mean, you tag your kids there. They'll be there for all day. There's a lot of things for all ages to do at Pigeon Forge, I'm realizing as we talk through it. Like, if you have kids, it's great. Oh, yeah, wear them out at Top Shop all morning and then go get yourself some nice lunch and a dinner and take them on the Ferris wheel for a nap and then call it a day. We also made a quick stop at the Crave Golf Club. Uh, after that to to play some mini golf a quick nine holes and that was really fun too yeah this is a mini golf course that's candy themed that's kind of there a couple of big candy stores there in Pigeon Forge um but this is a pretty deluxe uh mini golf course there are I think 36 holes yeah it's like indoor and outdoor yeah and it goes upstairs too like you have a hole where you hit it downhill and then another one where you'd have to go you have to walk up the stairs to get to the next one. So you're all over the place with it. Um, and then another cool part is that they had like three different escape rooms that you could experience. I mean, they're oh yeah, fairly cool. small in size compared to like actual escape room places. But I mean, while you're there playing golf, if you want a different experience, then you can go into the escape rooms and do that as well. Yeah. So then after we finished uh, golfing, we were obviously hungry. 
and went to Mellow Mushroom, grabbed some pizza. I mean, it's your standard Mellow Mushroom. I thought this one had a, a nice, cool design where they had an open section where you could fit a group real nicely in a kind of circular-shaped side room. Uh, but the pizza was, you know, what you'd expect from Mellow Mushroom. It was really good, high-end stuff, and the staff was really friendly, so no, no negative complaints there. After Mellow Mushroom, we made our way to one of my favorite stops on the trip, which was Paula Dean's Lumberjack Feud and the Adventure Park. And we actually did the Adventure Park first, which is really cool. Um, and some obstacles that they kind of have built up and you kind of like make your way through this wood course. It's hard to describe, but it's really cool. Yeah, they actually, it's new since we've been there. We, we saw it being built. They have a new zipline coaster, which is the first of its kind. Um, it, it puts you on a zipline and you kind of thread through this track that they have set up. So that's a neat experience. Definitely unique as well. So one of the cool things we did was a free fall experience at the Adventure Park, uh, which was <clears throat> different. Yeah, um, for me, it was definitely a new experience because I'm not one to do things like that at all. Um, I'm not only a person who uh, who just stays inside, very sheltered. So to go out there and just like be pushed off the side of a deck, I guess, and just (laughs) rappel down um, was a pretty exciting experience for me, honestly. And I didn't think that I would have the guts to be able to do that. Well, I think nobody else was doing it when we got up there. So you and I were told zip lining, thinking like you sit down, you go for a little swing, no problem, but the guy walked us up after we got all harnessed up and stuff to the top and then all you see are these like cords attached to this plastic device that would was was supposed to catch me and there was this like six-year-old girl with us and i was freaking out i think you were freaking out too realizing she was telling you to be brave oh she jumped off the dang platform no problem it was like a 35 40 foot drop yeah and i think the probably the scariest part for me was when uh before you do it they have you like sign away your life like basically if you like (laughs) die up there that's it. That's it. So I'm just like, wow, I, uh, like, what am I doing right now with my life? Yeah, you stand on the edge of this wooden platform and you just look over the side and the guy just tells you to step off. And that's not easy for us, uh, people afraid of falling. But it was pretty cool. Conquered your fears for sure. Yeah, that was really cool. Um, I did it too. It was really fun. We got some good pictures, I think, of that one too. Um, after that, we did, we went to the Lumberjack Feud show which was two teams of lumberjacks against each other doing different lumberjack competitions. And, you know, part of the audience was assigned to one team, part of the audience was assigned to another team. And it was really cool to see these, I would call them athletes. What they do is amazing. How they are able to chop wood and use wood in different ways was really, really cool. Yeah, I mean, you talk about a guy that uses basically a belt to scale a tree in 20 seconds. Like, that's talent. Unreal. Yeah, the other cool part I really liked is that they give you souvenirs, part of the show. So whenever one of them would win, were you going to say something? Well, I got, I got a souvenir. Oh. I got, they called them cookies. Well, I'll let you cover that. Then. Yeah, so like you were saying, they give out uh, souvenirs, and what they do is if you, what is it, if you cheer the hardest uh, when yeah, your team wins. If you look the silliest. If you look the silliest, they'll cut off like a part of the, a log and stamp it with the lumberjack feud logo and, and whatever and they give it to you after a competition so actually i did look silly at one point and so i was gifted a piece of wood from the show which i still have yeah and you use it as a centerpiece on your island now, i believe that's right it's beautiful um after that we made our way to the smoky mountain brewery to get a quick drink before we called it a day 
Um, I really like this one. I got a, a Black Bear Ale, which was really good. I really like this place, too. Really good vibe. It had a whole restaurant, too, but we had already eaten. Um, the beer was really good. The atmosphere was really good, and the people were all super friendly. What more can you want? We saw the kid from Stranger Things there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, the kid from Stranger Things was there. He looked like... <laughs> I was going to ask him if he was, but yeah. you guys were like, no, don't do it. the kid from Stranger Things, but he did look like Dusty from Stranger Things, if you know who that is. Cannot confirm so. or deny. You know, they say everyone has like eight people that look very, very similar to them in the world. But yeah. I think that was him. My vote was, it was nice. him. Second that. That's fine. So the next day we wake up early breakfast again because we got another huge day in front of us. And the first thing we did was something that I really enjoy because I love the outdoors. We took a drive through the Great Smoky Mountain National Park, which has amazing views and it's so pretty. And we went on a really good day where you could see quite far. And uh, we made some stops at the Sugarlands Visitor Center. It's kind of like a welcome center, but there's also like a mini museum inside of it. Probably my favorite part was learning that a groundhog was also called... A whistle pig? A whistle I think, pig. Yeah. That's right. I forgot yeah, about I that. I thought that part was a pretty interesting. Yeah, it was cool because they highlighted all the native uh, animals there and also some of the plant species. So you get to learn about the flora and fauna of the Smoky Mountains, which you typically don't think about when you think about traveling there. And nature is obviously a huge part because it's built into this giant mountain system. Uh, after that, we made our way up to the Newfound Gap, which is where you could be in two states at the same time, which were Tennessee and North Carolina. <clears throat> Um, amazing views from up there. I think we got some pictures up there. And if I remember right, doesn't the Appalachian Trail cut by through there somewhere? Yeah, it does. It goes right through uh, the parking lot, actually. That was really neat. If I had more time, I would have loved to really hiked up and down there. But it's a spectacular view at the top, um, just, just over the valleys and whatnot. And you can stand in two states at once, and there's only a few places you can say that. And we we spent about three hours driving through this. And uh, I wish, honestly, we had some more time to go out and hike and stuff like that. But we were on a tight schedule. So our next stop after we spent some time driving around the Great Smoky Mountain National Park was Dollywood. (laughs) Dollywood was really cool. I know it's voted a lot of times like the cleanest park. uh, And it gets recognition for that as far as kind of being nice and appealing and clean for guests. And it's a very family-friendly theme park. Uh, owned by Miss Dolly Parton, mm-hmm. who, by the way, owns a lot of things in that area. Yeah, good bit. Um, they have some really fun rides for kids, some middle rides, and then some a few bigger rides, too. I was spoiled. I, a month earlier, was just at Cedar Point in Ohio, which does have some more big rides, which is what I like. Um, but this does have a couple good ones. We rode... Like the Lightning Rod, the Mystery Mine, the Tennessee Tornado, and the Wild Eagle, which were some of my favorite rides that we were on. Yeah, and the food, too, when you're talking about eating there. We watched a couple of the shows, and they were pretty good. Um, You obviously can't compare to Disney and Universal just based on the town that we're used to, but they were pretty entertaining nonetheless. And the food, I thought, actually was better. We had lunch at Miss Lillian's Smokehouse, which is like a buffet. Oh, it was good. A yeah. buffet, which is one of your favorite things. Oh, in absolutely! The world. I mean, one price, all you can eat. That's that's how you should eat every way. 
But they had a, a big spread of food, a lot of Southern cooking as well. And, I mean, they did a really good job. I thought it was really, like, grandma-style Southern cooking. I mean, especially for being a buffet at a theme park. First off, when I think of buffets, I don't think of, like, the greatest things in the world. Then also at a theme park, so you mix those together, you're kind of like, eh. This is actually very surprising for me. So I would definitely say to go eat there if you're yeah. ever I think the buffet was like 15 16 bucks, something like that, right? Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. What do you think you cost the buffet? How much food did they have to... How much did they pay to feed you? Oh, I mean, easily $85. No, I mean... No, realistically, did you beat... Realistically, just in bread pudding alone, $85. <laughs> that was fantastic. Is there anything you guys want to add about Dollywood? I think the one thing I would add, and I mean, this goes without saying, if you are a Dolly Parton fan, this is probably a place that's going to be high on your list, but me not even being a fan... Um, there's like a little exhibit museum thing for her there, which I really found to be like really cool as all her costumes, all like her history, things from her past her childhood and all that. So just like seeing that it's kind of, if you've ever been to Disney and seen one, uh, one man's dream, which is about like Walt Disney, it's like that, but for Dolly Parton. So yeah, I would definitely check that out if you're a big fan. So after Dollywood, we went to another dinner show, which was at the time, the brand new Pirates Voyage dinner and show, uh, which is again owned by Miss Dolly Parton, and this one was really really cool. I think they had only been open for a few days or maybe a few weeks. So this is the same show that they have actually in Myrtle Beach as well in the Legends uh, uh, Theater, as well as the Pirate, Pirate Voyage show, and it came to Pigeon Forge. It's a pretty good show. Um, if you're familiar with Medieval Times. Uh, think like that except for the differences this theater was a, a semicircle so I think everybody really gets a really good uh, view and the entire theater itself is filled with water which is also unique so they do a lot of, of aquatic stunts um, also have animals in the show a lot of diverse things and I really enjoy the lighting effects on it I thought that was something new I hadn't seen in a dinner show yeah that was cool uh, they were very athletic and acrobatic a lot of acrobatics in it uh, they brought out some trampolines, and they brought out some animals, which I really loved. They had the, what was it, a seal or a walrus? Yeah, yeah, a walrus. walrus. Yeah. They had some walruses out there, some wal walry? No, I think so. Oh, walrus. They had a couple walruses. They had a couple. I think they had one. They had, they had a walrus out there. I think for a section they had people, like uh, they brought people out from the audience to do some things. It was really, really cool. Your standard kind of dinner show food, but it fills you up. Yeah, I, I, I don't remember specifically what I ate, but I remember the food being pretty good. And all you can drink soda and sweet tea, real tea. Oh, good. that's a good point because I feel like Tennessee nailed sweet tea. Mm, yeah. Like they did a good job on sweet tea. Absolutely. Some places you go, you go up to the north, you have to order a sweetened iced tea. That's the only way they understand what you're trying to get. No, they'll say, oh, I can have unsweet tea and I can give you sweet and low. And you say, mm. That's not going to fly. No, thank you, ma'am. I'll take one sweet tea. Yeah. But they don't We don't get have it. that. Well, then I'll have a water. But Tennessee, we were worried because Tennessee's a little north of where we are, but they did a great job of sweet tea. Maybe the greatest job of sweet tea that I've seen in a state. You're allowed to have that opinion. <laughs> uh, okay, moving on. After the Pirates Voyage dinner and show, which I think we all liked, right? Really good yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. It was a great show. We went back out to the island and uh, had a drink again at Yeehaw Brewing, which is an, another brewing company on the island, which is, remember that place that's kind of like a small Disney Springs slash small city walk with the shops. They had a nice brewery in there called Yeehaw. 
I remember I got their Dunkel, which is a nice European-style dark beer. Do you guys remember what you got? Um, knowing myself, most likely I got the IPA there. Um, it's just my drink of choice. Um, you? Yeah, and I had a red ale. I think, too, when we're talking about the island, um, one of the nice parts would be if you're, if you're with a, your traveling partner or your spouse, to kind of just come there and relax and unwind at the end of the day and watch the sunset. The weather's usually pretty nice that time that we went. Um, you just grab a beer and enjoy yourself, walk around, check out the shops. It's pretty relaxing and peaceful. So the next day, we woke up and checked out after breakfast and made our way to Gatlinburg. And Gatlinburg and Pigeon Forge are about 15 minutes apart from each other uh, with no traffic. It was a nice, easy drive. We cut through the forest. It was beautiful. We got some beautiful views. We didn't see any bear or anything like I was hoping we'd see, but still a very pretty drive. We got to Gatlinburg and we met up with a group of people where we had a cabin that we were renting. And this cabin, by the way, was sweet. There was like, what, 13, 14 of us? But mm, the, yep. yeah. this thing had like 20 rooms. It was massive for a cabin, especially up in the mountains. That had a whole top floor, which is bunk beds and beds. And then the kitchen was huge. And they had a hot tub down at the bottom and a pool table and a theater and then four rooms down there. Uh, and these things were like more popular than I thought. I knew that they had cabins up there, like in that area in Tennessee and stuff, but there was a lot of them. And uh, if you're going there with like a family or something, I would highly recommend grabbing a cabin. It has a nice rhyme to it too. Grabbing a cabin. I'd recommend grabbing a cabin. Um, So then we had some free time to walk around Gatlinburg a little bit, which is a really pretty downtown area. Walked into some shops. Uh, we did not get any Western gear because we already had that from Iowa. We were set, yep. Uh, but they did have some stores with that. And there was some live music playing. And by this point in the day, there was a lot of folks just like walking down the street. Yeah, the street was really busy with people, especially just everybody walked up and down to the next attraction. Um, and it was at night too. It was really beautiful. I mean, you could see a lot of the stars. There's not a lot of light pollution out there. So that's also something different from Orlando. But then you also have just that city feel where you can walk up and down, uh, go from place to place, and enjoy yourself. Then we uh, made our way back to our sweet cabin, played some pool on the bottom floor, which they had, which was awesome, and then we called it a night. Uh, so then we're on to our last day, and probably my favorite part of the trip was on this day. We woke up and we did Anakista. Yes, Anakista was sick it's like a the best way i can describe it is kind of like a mountain theme park uh what it is it's right in downtown gatlinburg right in the heart of gatlinburg you drive you park uh at the ground level and then you get onto a ski lift and that takes you all the way up this mountain and when you get up there you look around and you have some amazing views not only of the city of gatlinburg which is down below you but also the mountains and the Smokies uh, all around you. So it makes for some really great pictures. So Anakista has a couple really cool things that we got to experience. And the first thing was the Rail Runner, which is a mountain coaster. Um, and this one flew. This one went really fast. Oh my gosh, yeah. And like you control your own speed with the bar. And uh, I thought I was going to fly out, but it was really, really fun. Yeah. It's a lot more uh, speed than you realize on an Alpine coaster. Usually you think pr something pretty docile. But this thing really just shoots you down there through the mountain. I mean, zips too. 
Yeah, for a person that didn't even know that mountain coasters were a thing until I went on this trip, <laughs> um, the whole experience of just like being on the side of a mountain and feeling like I could fly off of this thing at any moment um, kind of uh, was a little scary. But luckily, there's brakes on there. So, yes, did I get made fun of after the fact <laughs> for braking so much? Absolutely. But was it worth it? Yeah, because the experience was really fun. So, And on part of it, too, you are you have some really cool views out the side when you're going on those straightaways. Uh, you kind of look out and, like, you're moving as you're passing these mountains. is really, really beautiful. The next thing that we got to experience was the dual zip lining, which is really fun you get strapped up you sign some waivers you sign your life away like you did at the jump thing mm-hmm. um and you get put on this zip lining uh course and for anyone who's never been zip lining highly recommend it even if it's something you're fearful of do it conquer your fears it's really cool you shoot through the forest and there's like trees and stuff on either side and you're going at the same time as one other person so they strap you up and they say one two three go um, I kept trying to race Cameron, but he had eaten more at the buffet than I did, so he could fly a little <laughs> faster. Um, but it was really fun. Yeah, and, and it's extremely safe, too. I mean, they test these things daily to make sure all the cables are still up. And you have trained guides with you, at least two or three to each party that I saw, and they take you through it. Something to note that this zip line was a little different um, that you didn't really realize is it also has two rappelling stations which is like what we talked about earlier, dropping down. So you're, you're ziplined to a tree, and then you have to rappel down to the ground to go walk to the next part of the zipline course. So that was something that was different too. Yeah, again, from an outsider perspective, because like all this was very new to me, so it was my first time even doing a zipline. Um, I've, I've heard it was more of a tame one than most others. but um, So it's a great starting place if you've never been. And just... The experience, like, it might be scary for just knowing you're attached to, like, a rope and there's, like, nothing below you, no nets or anything. But, like, once you get out there and you see, like, and feel how safe you are and just, like, feeling the experience of just, like, flying over this treescape. Is that what you call it? Canopy. This canopy. Treescape. Let's go with treescape. Uh, so you fly over this treescape there and uh, it's just, like, really cool to see. Um, after after zip lining, we grabbed lunch at the Clifftop Grill and Bar which I really loved. Um, the food was really good, first of all. I had a burger and some fries, really, really good. But what I really liked about it was you're sitting there and you're eating as you're overlooking everything. Um, and that was just, you don't get to have that experience too often. Yeah, you're sitting on top of a mountain. And Gatlinburg's already in the mountain, so you've now climbed even higher up on the mountain. You can literally overlook everything. And something else that was neat is while you're eating, um, Smoky Mountains had, had I think, uh, less than a year ago had a massive fire come through the mountains yeah. and you can actually see when you're up there that the damage that the fire did and you can see it regrowing which is really cool after lunch we did a really cool tree walk which is uh, an experience where they built bridges from some of their big trees to big trees and you're walking like over the mountain and through the trees uh, which is really pretty and um, unique yeah, and the last part of Anakista too, while you're up there, I mean, that's some shops and stuff. It'll definitely keep you entertained for four or five hours if you do everything. Uh, but they had a beautiful garden, too, that was really well kept. I mean, they have gardeners coming up there every day to work on the landscaping. Uh, really fantastic. Great for some pictures. Where they Instagram pictures that, like, definitely up there. So, yeah, that was our trip. Um, what did you guys think? Overall, it was a good trip, right? Yeah, I would definitely go back again. Um, 
just to experience more. As much as we accomplished on this trip, there was a lot of things that we didn't even get the chance to do. Like uh, we were staying really close in Gatlinburg to the aquarium that they have there, the Ripley's Aquarium. Yeah, it's a really, really good aquarium too. One of the best. Um, we actually just didn't get the chance to go see it. I, I'm fortunate to have gone another time. Uh, it's a really good aquarium. Definitely check it out. But then, I mean, the countless shops and restaurants and attractions we didn't get to see in our, what was four days there. You can really do a lot there and have a lot of fun. Yeah, and there was even a lot of shows that we didn't get to see. Yeah, for example, like Stampede up there. That's a really good show. A lot of really talented uh, equestrians in that show performing. So if you have an interest in that, they do a really good job there. Magi Quest was also something that we didn't get to experience, but I heard that was really cool. Yeah, really cool. Definitely great for kids. But even if you don't have a family, I mean, I think this is something for young adults. You can get away for a weekend and go hiking, backpacking, um, camping, or even stay at a, at a cabin or a hotel and just go up and down the strip in Gatlinburg drinking beers. It'd be a great time. And one random fact that I saw was that there's a lot of, like, go-kart places there. So if you're, like, a go-kart fiend, mm. it's probably the spot to go to. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. And escape rooms. There's a couple oh, different yeah, escape for sure. rooms. Yeah, for sure. Uh, something really nice about uh, the Smoky Mountains area, too, is it's not really close to any urban major sprawling areas. Um, so Tennessee has actually been quite safe when it comes to the coronavirus. And that's a big deal because it's going to be probably one of the first places that you can feel safe visiting. Um, when this thing starts to pass. So if you have the travel bug and you want to go right after coronavirus, I would put this on that list. Definitely. All right, Cameron, Steven, thank you guys for being on the podcast this week. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having us. I appreciate it, Steven. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this week's trip throwback of Gatlinburg and Pigeon Forge. If you haven't gotten the chance to visit these towns, go check them out. From the attractions to the dinner shows to the Great Smoky Mountain National Park right around the corner, there's so much to do and experience. I'll be back next Friday with Cameron for another trip throwback. And until then, make sure you check us out on Facebook, and I would greatly, greatly appreciate it if you told a friend. Talk to you soon.